Welcome to Momentum Church. Well, good morning, church. How we doing? Hey. Come on. Good morning, church. How you doing? Yes, that's right. You have to make everybody at home watching on Facebook feel jealous that you're actually here in person, right? I would like to start this morning at the beginning, if we could. Is that okay? Don't look at me like that. It just makes sense. I'm a very orderly person, so let's start at the beginning. In the beginning, I'm going I'm to recite the whole Bible now. No, come on. In the beginning, right, was God and the Word, and the Word was with God. I love that whole story about how God goes through and just creates everything. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a creative person. Um, I grew up um, not realizing I was a creative, but doing all the things that creatives do, right? I was in, I was in school plays. And I, I wrote poetry, right? That guy. I was that guy. Yeah, right? I played instruments. I wrote songs. I was in bands. I drew. I did all this stuff. I was in graphic arts in high school and all those things. But yet, I never saw myself as a creative. I did, it wasn't until years later I was like, oh, not everybody's like this. You just you don't see world in color. That's not how everything goes. And but but I, I love the creative pro. Do we have any creatives in the in the room? Yes, two of you. Come on, three. All right, all right. Come on, don't be proud. Stand up. Come on. Yes, there we are. Back in the back. Absolutely. I love the creative process. There's just something about having having an idea in your mind somewhere and, and seeing a picture that, and, and, and its completeness and its wholeness before anything ever happens in reality, before anything ever happens in, 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 in the physical realm. There's this, this part of our brain, this, this creativity that God has given us to take part in the creative process. And I love it. And so here we find God at the beginning, and he begins to create. Now with me, my hands get dirty, and I get sloppy, and, and I try this, and I try that, and I throw things away, and I try this until it looks just the way I want it to. But God knows exactly because there are no mistakes with God. And so God, he just speaks a word and light. He speaks a word, and there's heaven, and there's earth, and he speaks a word, and there are animals, and there are trees, and he does all this amazing stuff for days, and he comes to the sixth day, and we all know what happens on the sixth day. God creates man, and I can just imagine all the angels, oh, it's all been awesome. Up to this point, it's been amazing. What's he going to say? How's he going to say it? Is it going to reverberate in a certain way? Will, will he turn the echo up? Man, be alive, 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 alive. But he doesn't. And I've always found this so interesting. With everything else in his creation, he speaks it into being. But with man, he gets down into the dirt. Do you realize Everything else has been different up to this point. I can't see you anymore. I'm still here. <laughs> to this point, everything's been different. Everything has been very clean, if you will. It's been almost clinical. It's been perfection. Nothing else has been involved but God and his voice. And all of a sudden, he bends down into the earth and into the dust. 
And he begins to form man. With physical touch. Something the animals didn't get. I can just imagine all the angels. What's he doing? God just got dirty. And he creates man. And then the Bible says, (laughs) like nothing else, he breathes his own breath. Wow. (laughs) There's moments, ah, I'm going to compose myself for a second. There's moments where you realize we're not just animals. We're, We're not just things that evolved from something else. There's something specific. There's something detailed. There's something special. There's something messy about humans, about us. And God breathed his very life into man. And I can only imagine. I didn't plan on being all, but I am. I can only imagine how all of creation gasped the first time Adam drew his first breath in life. Life had been made. Soul had been shared. And something new was about to begin. Is everybody with me? But he had to get down into the dust. He had to get down into the dirt. And in Genesis 3.19 it says, For dust you are, and to dust you will return. My message this morning is entitled, Dirt, Water, and a Wheel. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I know that you have got so much to say to us. And Lord, I'm I'm overwhelmed with the gratitude of being the one who gets to say it. Lord, I pray that you would just speak through me this morning because there's nothing really that great about me. But Lord, your word and your truth rings something so deep and so clear and so real and so special. Lord, I pray that you would just straighten us up in this moment. Lord, open up our ears and our mind to hear and receive you this morning. And everybody said, amen, amen. Okay, all right, all the seriousness. Go away, all right. Okay, that was intense for me. I don't know about you. You're probably like, is this the, this is the intro? Where are we going with this thing? Wait till the fire comes out. It's gonna be great. No, I'm kidding. We're gonna be in Jeremiah 18 today. And this is what it says in verse five. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. Now here, we're going to pause for a second, because I I am not what you would call scholastically inclined. Okay? And some of you laugh because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not good at learning information for information's sake. I'm just not. Like, I am not that kid that could sit down and go over a few facts and then go back and nail the test a day later. That was definitely not me. I was the kid who would sit down and 
copy down a few facts <laughs> and then go get caught later. Is what it hits was me. But no, I'm, I'm just not that person. I need, I need an illustration. I need something that I already understand to relate to it. I need that 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 story that. That, that thing that just kind of connects, there's, there's something tactile about the way I learn. And I think perhaps Jeremiah was the same way because God had something special to tell him. He has something special to tell us, but he's not going to just say, here's all the information. Now go get right. He said, no, 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 no. I've got something I want to tell you. Go down to the potter's house. When you're there, FaceTime me. We're going to get it. I need that antidote. I need that something tactile that I can understand. And so in verse 3, it says this. So I went down to the potter's house. And I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. And so the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as, as it seemed best to him. And then the, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said, I can't, can I not do with you, Israel, as the potter does, declares the Lord. Like clay in the hand of the potter, so you are in mine. And I love this illustration because I get it. I get it. That video you watched to the beginning of this, I, I, I get that. And there's something beautiful to, to that, that lump of mess landing in the middle of that potter's wheel, and it begins to spin. And then, and then the, the potter, you saw hand, how dirty his hands were? They were nasty. And he's sitting there, and he just begins. It, it's not a delicate, beautiful process. He just he digs in with his hands and with his strength, and the, 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 the clay and the, and the mud just begins to move and be formed by him. And you're seeing little wobbles, and he slowly straightens those things out. And little by little, this, 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 this vase or this pot begins to form. And I get it. That process, I understand. There's two forces at work here. Number one, there's the desire of the potter. And two, there is the readiness. Everybody say readiness. There is the readiness of the clay. Here's what we already know about this process. The clay does not understand the desire of the potter. Amen? Come on. The clay doesn't get it. It's just there, right? It has, no, it has no concept of what it's spinning around. It has no concept that there's someone there getting ready to mold it. It has no idea what it's about to become. But the potter, on the other hand, is incredibly aware of the clay. Not just aware of the clay, but focused continually and intently on the clay. The potter, and I love this, the potter already knows in his head what he wants this clay to look like. Can you, can you get that for a second? The potter already knows what he wants the clay to look like, to become. Before the potter God ever touches the clay, he's already pre-created in his mind what he intends the outcome to be. Allow yourself to connect the dots for a moment. You are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. 
Guys, don't miss this. I know there's times when we feel like an incomplete, hot mess, like a, a malformed piece of mistake, That, but it's perfection. Our perfection on an individual basis has already been created in the heart, mind, and intention of our Father. Now, I'm just the clay. I don't get it, right? I'm not, to be honest, I'm not meant to get it. Right? That would be weird, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be weird if the clay, if, if the potter was like, excuse me, clay. I would, I would, pardon me, clay. I would, I would like to touch you now. It just gets weird, right? Yes, I'm going to, you're going to shove your thumb where? It's like, who? <laughs> no, that gets weird, doesn't it? But yet, but yet, we're not satisfied like that because we're not just animals. We have, we have the creativity breathed into us. And so we understand a little bit of the process. And so since I understand a little bit of the process, obviously I must interject myself in the process. See, that's where, that's where the clay's got one up on us. It knows to allow the creator to do what the creator does to where we have a little bit of creator in us. Breathed in on that first day, sixth day. And so we like to interject our will sometimes. We want to debate with God and we threaten to demonize him and his church if we don't agree with what God thinks or what God wants to do. Listen, guys, and this is very important. Write this down. We are not on a journey of understanding. We are on a journey of trust. Come on. We are not on a journey of understanding. God, I don't know what you're doing. God, I don't understand what you're doing. God, why do bad things happen to good people? God, why does this happen? Why does that happen? Why did this person leave me? Why did this money go away? Why did this car fail? God, why do my kids hate me? Why do my kids love me? I don't know. I'm a weirdo. All of that stuff. God, why? It's not a journey of understanding. It's a journey of trust. Can you... Be moldable and trust that the creator has intention and a plan for your life. Now later, down in Jeremiah, in, verse, in chapter 29, he does shine a little bit of light into his intention for us. Would you like to hear it? He says this, for I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and plans to give you a future. How dare he? That's good. Hey, you know what? God, I agree. I concur. You, you may continue. Guys, we got to understand that God does not owe us an explanation for anything. We simply need to trust him. In his hands is the safest place for us to be. In his hands is that place where we find purpose. Everybody say purpose. And we say value. Everybody say value. Yes. Purpose and value. Let's talk about value for just a moment. If you were to hand me a pound of clay, I would play for it for a little while. Mm -hmm. You guys like Play-Doh? Right? Yeah. Does anybody else enjoy getting your hands dirty and getting the stuff? And you're like, yeah, I can make this. I can make that. I was funny. I was. I was thinking. I was thinking because like when I was in high school, I had. To, I took like a, an art class and we did some pottery and stuff. And I remember. And I almost called my dad last night 
Because I'm like, I'm wondering if this thing still exists. It is hideous. It was, the, I, I, I was, I was wanting to be all creative. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do something nobody else is doing. Everybody else is creating these, these cups. That was that we were supposed to create a cup. And it's, it looks like this and that. And this one's creating it. Uh, I want to create, I want something, I want it to be a fish. If we could have a fish coming up, you know, majestically with his tail sticking up. He's on his fins and his big old belly, but then like his big fish mouth is open with the big fish lips, right? Like a bass, like a big mouth bass. And, and, and like his back fin, his dorsal fin, that's the, that's the handle. And, and it's this green looking thing. And, and you, 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 you resuscitate, if you will, <laughs> the fish <laughs> as you drink. It wound up collecting pins for a while. I don't know what it's doing now. I need to find out if that thing exists because it's probably worth something, so. <laughs> Guys, in my hands, it's just wet dirt. Okay? Can I just, and, I, and many of you, it would, it would be, now there, we may have some artists in the room that can really work a wheel. I'd come over and hang for a while. <laughs> But, uh, but really, honestly, in most of our hands, it comes into our hands as wet dirt, and it will probably wind up in the trash as wet dirt because, you know, it's, it's wet dirt. <laughs> but check this out. I went to eBay to find out how much people pay for what used to be wet dirt that's been dried. And I found this itty-bitty little vase for $30,000. On eBay, like that's where I'm gonna go to spend thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars. That is some special dried out dirt. But it's not about the it's not about the clay, is it? Come on. It's not about the dirt, is it? It's hey, listen, it's not even about the shape of the dirt, is it? What's it about? Who made it? Come on. It's about who shaped it. How, value would it. how valuable would it be if it had shaped itself? How valuable would it be if it had had its own intention and its own desire for it? Well, it would still be sitting in a mud puddle under a tree somewhere. But the value of the creator who put his intention into it, now, now we've got something. Now we have something, and value is what we're talking about. It's the value of the skill of the potter who has shaped it to his intention. Guys, listen, to allow God to mold you into his intention is to give you a value which cannot be taken away. Listen to me, listen to me. We, I, I, I appreciate value. And we've all, we've all invested in ourselves, right? We invest in value and in influence, education, affluence, talent, skill, relationship. These are all things we value, yes? Very good. Every single one of these can be devalued. That word devalue, my kids are just, are just now learning about World War II and everything that happened 
<laughs> and they're realized, they're, they're, they're going through, and we're, I'm, I'm, I'm a history buff, I enjoy it, and so we're watching videos and stuff, and we came across this video where this person is taking German money and literally throwing it into a fire to keep warm because it, was even, it wasn't even worth the paper it was printed on. Billions upon trillions of dollars worth nothing, but you don't understand. My bank account must be full. It can be devalued. How many of you lost a little something during the last crash? I owned a house in Youngstown, Ohio, which was the worst hit housing market in the nation. And I lost my shirt on a house. We left that place and I paid for it for another five years. Have we finally paid that off, Kristen, by the way? We have. We paid the house off, isn't it? But a house is everything, right? It can be devalued. The relationships can be devalued. How many, <laughs> how many like, college-educated plumbers do you know? I know a few. Like, like English, I know, I know this guy, he's English, like he got his doctorate, if I'm not, not mistaken. Did, did Dave get his, I think he got his doctorate, if I'm not mistaken, English, man, the guy's going to be a writer. Now he's doing HVAC. So much for that education. <laughs> it can all be devalued, but guys, to allow God to mold you to his intention is to give you value that cannot be taken away. So let's talk about the potter's wheel. See, the wheel in this story, it, it's not a personality. The wheel, it, it's controlled by the potter. He, the potter controls its rotation. The, the potter controls its, its, its velocity and how fast it goes. But really, it's just there to keep things moving. The wheel is just, check this out, the movement of life. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, am I right? January, February, March, April, May, right? 1981, 82. I've reached the ripe old age of 41, and I realize I'm that guy living in the 90s. So when I was a kid, that guy was living in the 70s. And that makes me feel old. But he knew more than me, so that's awesome. No. Guys, it's not about the potter's wheel. It never is. It's, it's about what happens while the wheel turns. And I want you guys to understand this, this little delicate thing here. It's not about the wheel. When we were watching that video, how many of you were really focused on the wheel? <laughs> I, I did for a minute note, I, I took, paid pay attention how it was spinning, it was a little motor, it had a little little band, how many of you guys, you saw the, yeah, yeah you're like, yeah, how did that work, oh, okay, that's all right, and then, then it's not interesting anymore, okay, it's just going to go, yeah, the wheel, it's not interesting, it spins, just like the week is not really that interesting, it's just going to keep coming. It's not about the wheel, it's about what happens while the wheel turns, guys, we get so bent out of shape when the wheel doesn't turn the way we want. Hmm? And then we demand, yes, she did. And we demand answers to questions that we were never meant to have about that wheel and why it spins the way it does. It's not about the wheel. It's not about our situation in life. 
It's not about how we, who gets credit for what, for this or that. It's not about who wins the argument. It's not about who's in political power. Guys, it's all about who you are and who you are becoming as the wheel spins, as life goes on. If you are so affected by the wheel, here's what's happening to you, and I'm sorry, but we can either get lost in the why or we can be transformed by the who. You cannot do both. You cannot do both. If politics is your world, I am sad for you because your world is continuously on fire and there's no peace there. And let me tell you, there never will be. Oh, if we can just get such and such elected, if we can just have this passed, if we can just have that justice, bull hockey. It's all just a smokescreen. It's just the wheel that keeps on turning. We have a Republican. We have a Democrat. We have a Republican. We have a Democrat. We have a Republican. We have a Democrat. Who cares at this point? Who are you becoming? Are you proud of yourself when those discussions come up? Do you walk away? Oh, I told them. Do they see Christ in you? Have they experienced love? Did you leave the place more peaceful and more passionate than you came? Are you able to forgive? Or is the wheel just that important? You can get completely lost in the why. Or you can be transformed by the who. Who is shaping you? Because that is what brings value. Someone say amen. In verse 4, it goes on, but the pot that he was shaping from clay was marred in his hands. And so the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as he seemed best to him. Have you ever watched a potter smash something that looks completely cool? You know what I mean? I get, I, get, it's, I get anxiety about it. I mean, they're, they're working. I'm just like, oh, man, it's so good. And they step back, and it spins, and they just, like, lean into it, and it's all like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like it's like it's just spinning perfectly balanced. It's just like I am the epitome of creation and just What have you done? Angry little elf. Get management for that type of thing. Listen to this truth. I love I just love I just love when simple basic truth smacks me in the face. Listen to this truth. The hands that made it are now the hands that have destroyed it. The hands that made it are now the hands that have destroyed it. How many times, and this, this, this puts fear into me, and the Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Amen? This puts fear in me. There are times when the Bible warns me, be sure your sin will find you out. There are times when the Bible warns me, live your life right or such and such will happen. But doesn't God love us? How could God create anything and then send it to hell? Because we didn't allow God to shape us. And it's not like the writing isn't on the wall. It's not like it's a big surprise. It's not like, what happened? It's been said to us a hundred million times, and it's been written down for thousands of years. Read it. Read it. God created this world, and a day will come when God will destroy this world. 
the potter's hands. But the truth is that the potter, this potter, he can see something that we don't see. A tiny imperfection. This potter looks, he sees bubbles or things that would cause it to explode in the kiln. And it's actually the loving kindness of the potter that says, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. Let's start again. I don't understand why this relationship didn't work out. Well, you were selfish. You're not ready yet. Let's start again. I don't understand why this business opportunity to go. Well, you were selfish. And you're not ready yet. Let's start again. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's not about the understanding. It's about the truth and the trust. You think you're fine. But God says, I know that your condition will only lead to destruction. Guys, clay is blind to its own imperfection. Jeremiah down on through in 17 verse 9 says this, The heart is deceitful above all things, and it is beyond any cure. But yet that, that's, like our, that's like our gauge to life. The heart wants what the heart wants. Sorry. Right? What? Yeah, the heart wants what the heart wants because it's an idiot. It's immature. I just read, I just, hold on, ladies. I just read that the male mind does not mature until the age of 40. Just want to remind the whole room I'm 41. Good job. <laughs> And the woman's mind begins to degrade at 12. No, I'm just going, no, 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 no. It's completely not true. We all know, we all know, we all know that women mature way faster and hold on to it way longer. It's so true. I'm not even going to try on that one. But yet we think we understand the world, don't we? Psalms 19.12 says, People cannot see their own mistakes. And David the psalmist says, Forgive me for my secret sin three things need to happen first is this you see the first thing that the potter needs to do with any clay is remove impurity the potter cannot create something if there's impurities in the clay and with us that's sin guys sin will rob you of joy of passion of opportunity and it will slow down your destiny every time we say no to sin as hard as it is and as boring as it sounds Every time we take a stand against that, that addiction that is screaming in our ear, just one more time. Every time we take a stand against, against that, that voice that says, oh, it's just money, God doesn't need it. You earned it, you keep it. Every time we take a stand for what is right, for what is true, for what is just, for what is holy, we put ourselves in a place where we can receive more. Amen? Every time we say no to sin, we're saying yes to value. We're saying yes to purpose. We're saying yes to the destiny that God has waiting for us. And that's what I want. The second thing that needs to happen is the potter needs to make sure that the clay stays moist. And that's our favorite word of the day. Moist. Guys, a potter cannot work with hardened clay. And the softness of our heart is determined by who? By us. Yeah. 
Jeremiah still, chapter 18, verse 12. But they will reply, don't waste your breath. We will continue to live our lives as we want to. We will follow all the stubbornness of our evil hearts. How often do we act like this? Come on. Let me, you guys, can I tell you? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Can I tell you the number one excuse for sin with adults? Well, I'm an adult. That you, there it is. There it is. Here's the thing. I've been in ministry for a few years now, close to 20 years. A lot of that has been spent with youth. Do you know why I really enjoy youth ministry? Because I can just tell them they're stupid. Right? I'm the adult. I can say it, right? I can be like, hey, and you know what? You know who's going to agree with me? Their parents. <laughs> yeah, you know you will. You'll agree with me. You did what? That was stupid. Oh, you, you did what with who? That was dumb, man. Oh, Pastor Corey, I'm so glad you said that to them. They need to hear that from you. They just, they just need to hear that. You did what? That was wrong. Now, here's why I don't like adult ministry. Because I go to the same person a few years later, and you think you're so mature now, and you do the same thing, and I look at you and I say, hey, that was dumb. Oh! I will take my attendance and my time elsewhere. I'm an adult. Congratulations. I'm glad you have survived this long. We'll see. Guys, we live, if we, we live a life inviting hardness into our hearts and we, we turn ourselves into immalleable, immusable clay. My favorite verse in the Bible is Proverbs 1.7. And it starts, we've already begun it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the knowledge. But do you know what the second part of that is? A fool despises wisdom and instruction. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but a fool despises wisdom and instruction. There are times when people have said the truth to me and it hurt. And there's been times when I just wanted to get angry about it. How dare you? I'm an adult. But when I allow my heart to be soft... When I allow the truth to pierce, I have to back up. You're right. I'm an idiot. There's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in that. Guys, I don't know the very, for, the very point that a heart goes hard, but I can tell you how I know personally when it was me. The first sign for me is that I, I lose compassion for people. They, they, what happened to them? Well, they're idiots. They deserve it. How many, how many of us have said it? Come on. Where's the compassion? Yeah, Sharla, we know. <laughs> Where's the compassion? The Bible says that the Lord weeps when we weep. And not just me, Corey Blair, but the person who I'm judging. Lord, soften my heart. I can tell my heart's getting hard when, when I lose the desire to press in beyond my obligations of my job. It's really easy for me to be here every single Sunday. I get paid to, right? Well, Pastor Corey, yeah, oh, yeah, you can want us to come to church, but you get paid to be here. I'm actually here for my... Uh, uh. 
you're not wrong. And I can tell when I'm in the wrong place, when, 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 I'm, not, when I'm not pushing in any deeper than my obligation. Finally, I, when, I, when I choose to be offended by correction rather than search for wisdom and the truth, these are red flags for me. These are red flags for me. What are yours? Do you even know? Has it been so long since you've been hot, soft? You don't even know what that feels like anymore. The third thing is this. Stay on the wheel. Stay on the wheel. Guys, it's easy to enjoy being on the wheel when things are good, when, when the job is good, when the kids are happy, relationships are healthy. But when the job fails, when kids go insane and the relationships sour, it's easy for us to say, to heck with this. I'm out. I'm done with this process. This process has failed me. I'm out. Guys, I want you to hear this. My heart <laughs> beats with absolute compassion. It does. And there's people around me going through some awful things. And man, it just, I, I'm crushed for you. But you've got to stay on the wheel. You've got to stay on the wheel. We go back to that verse. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper, not to harm, plans to give you hope for a future. Guys, the only safe place is on the wheel in the hands of the potter. Someone say amen. amen. I know he desires to make something beautiful out of nothing, and I'm going to end with this. Isaiah 55, 8 says this, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is the Lord speaking. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts beyond your thoughts. Guys, like you, I'm, I mess up. And when I do, it's really easy for me to remove myself from the process. It's natural for me to just kind of want to hide. To just do the bare minimum and then walk away. But when we go back to verse 4, this is what we see. We see that the pot was misshapen in the, in, the, in the potter's hands. And so the potter reformed it. And I really think this is the biggest point of the entire illustration. There are times when we think we, think we got it going on and we're just spinning on the wheel and having a happy time and things go nuts. And we blame the creator, you pressed too hard, you expected too much, you didn't save me from this, you didn't rescue me from that, yada, yada. And we just want to put up our little pot legs and walk off. But if we hold still, if we just hold still for a moment, the potter still has a plan. And reshaping is not fun. We go from spinning perfect balance to crazy wobbliness. It's not a good, fun thing. But listen, the potter still has a plan. The potter still has a shape for your life. So you've been divorced. The potter still has a shape for your life. So you've messed up outside of marriage. The potter still has a shape for your life. So you've been wrapped up in addiction. The potter still has a shape for your life. So you've been caught in lies. And you've been caught in grossness. And you've been caught in sin. And it's caught up to you. And it's destroyed you. And it's destroyed people around you. The potter still has a plan for your life stay on the wheel stay on the wheel 
Let's bow our heads real fast. I just want to encourage everyone in the room. I don't know your situation. I don't know where, where this message finds you this morning. The only thing I know is that you have God's breath in you. And no matter where life finds you, there's times when we all get the wind knocked out of us. And what separates us from the rest of creation is we have the unique ability to go back to the creator and allow him to breathe his life back into us and resuscitate us and begin to reform us into what he needs and desires for us to be. I promise you, he has plans for your life, plans for you to prosper, plans for you to be healthy and whole. But you have to stay on the wheel. If you're here this morning and you've, you, you've, you've just, you've been beaten up by life, And you would say, Pastor Corey, I, I, I need to get back on the wheel, and I need the breath of life back in me. If you just give me a quick, just, just raise your hand really fast. Just show me really fast. It doesn't matter where you are, what's going on in life. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how long you've been a Christian, how fresh you are. We all make mistakes. We all, as the Bible says, return to our vomit. That's not what it's about. It's not about the wheel. It's about what we're becoming on it. Heavenly Father, Lord, you see the hands of everyone. But more than that, God, Lord, you see into this clay and you see the heart of everyone. Lord, you know where we're at. God, you know what we need. Lord, may you find us where you need us. In the center of the wheel, ready, soft, a little broken, but prepared, Lord, to be shaped by you. God, all it takes is us to be there and us to be willing. Lord, I pray that you would just encourage us and inspire us and challenge us to stay on the wheel. In your name we pray, everyone said, amen. amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.